Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Firearms Cafe podcast. I'm your host, Tony Brown. This is show number six. Today is Sunday, September 21st, 2008. Welcome to the show. I'd like to thank you for taking the time to download, to subscribe to, and listen to the podcast. It means a lot. Today, let's take a look at both vice presidential candidates. You know, on the right, we have Sarah Palin, who's pro-gun. And on the left, we have Senator Joe Biden. And that guy's never met a gun ban that he didn't like. So before we jump in too deeply, let me say that I realize that we're dealing with politicians and, you know, I have no illusions of what can happen after they get into office. So, you know, having said that, first let's take a look at what does the vice presidential spot mean? Aside from the obvious that they're going to be second in line to the Oval Office, their main role, at least at election time, is to fill in any weak spots or cracks in the political armor of the presidential candidate. So let's say that someone is weak on education. Then they could pick a vice president that has a very strong record of pushing for and voting for educational reforms. And so what that would do is it would help ease the minds of voters, uh, or it would say to them that uh, this is an issue that would have some importance to that administration because the number two person is going to be pushing and fighting for those issues. In the past, the belief was that the vice president didn't do much of anything. Now, whether this is true or not, that can be debated. However, it seems that in recent times that uh, the VP job has been shown, publicly at least, Uh, to have a a more active role in the administration. Uh, So they're not just someone who's going to sit in an office with their feet on the desk, you know, reading the paper, just waiting for that phone to ring and someone to say, hey, guess what, you're in charge now. Now the presidential candidate can say something like, look, once we're into office, uh, Vice President uh, Palin will head the Educational Reform Committee or will look into the state of health care and welfare. They're going to make foreign visits. Uh, They're going to help determine foreign policy. And the reason I chose this person is that in looking at their past voting record, this is what they went to bat for. This is what important to them. So 
in looking at the vice president, those picks can tell us a lot of things about that presidential candidate. Let's look at who Obama picked. Now, he picked a senior uh, senator in Joe Biden. So I, I think part of the reason he picked someone that has some seniority is because a lot of people say that he lacks experience. But more importantly, what it shows us in the gun culture is it shows his true feelings and his beliefs with regard to gun issues. Now, let's step aside and let's remember what a real good friend of all of ours says all the time is that it's not about guns, it's about freedom. If you have someone who is rabid anti-gun, uh, you know, and I guess what I should be saying is someone who is anti-Second Amendment. And you can't get more anti-Second Amendment than Obama and Biden. Uh, Biden was one of the key authors uh, on the assault weapons ban. And, you know, Obama thought that the gun bans in D.C. and Chicago, places like San Francisco, they were not only a good idea, but they weren't unconstitutional. So nobody's rights were getting trampled on or stepped on. You know, what I see as being so dangerous to our country and to our way of life is that these guys, and guys like Obama, guys like Biden, they think they know better. You know, in their arrogance, they say, it doesn't matter that the majority of Americans want to exercise their constitutional rights and keep and bear arms. You know, old Joe and I, we know what's best for you unenlightened, backward-thinking little people. Now, now, we see this view. This is not only evidenced in their words, but most importantly in their action and their voting records. Uh, when Obama says that he supports the Second Amendment, it, it's just a lie. I mean, there's no, there's no getting around it. He does not in any way, shape, or form support any type of Second Amendment rights. And if elected, he will do everything he can to destroy it. And Biden will be there with him every step of the way. Make no mistake, they do not trust any of us with that Second Amendment right. Not the law-abiding, not Republicans, not Democrats, not independents, not conservatives, moderates, or liberals. If you're drawing a breath, you are not trusted by Obama and people like him with a Second Amendment right. Now let's say that there were, there were no guns, that they had never been invented. Well, he would want to ban knives and hatchets and machetes and sharp pointy sticks. It wouldn't matter what it was. Uh, and it wouldn't matter if there were no weapons. Let's say there were no knives and no sharp pointy sticks. He would want to ban basically any kind of knowledge of martial arts or self-defense or fighting abilities. That's the kind of man that he is. And that is also the kind of man that Biden is. He's just the mirror image of Obama philosophically 
And that's why he picked him. Now, that, that lack of trust is a big thing. And it's something that should not be glossed over. We need to really, really think about what that means. This is not the type of person or administration that we want in the nation's highest office. Now, it also goes to the appointment of Supreme Court judges. Obama would put people in the court who do not trust you to make decisions for yourself. He will place people who love rules and restrictions over solutions. So their solution to a problem is to add more rules and more restrictions. Now remember, he's the kind of guy who would say something like, hmm, well, there seems to be a lot more traffic accidents involving people over 70 years old. Let's see, so once you turn 70, you're no longer going to be able to drive any type of motorized vehicle. And unless you have a spouse that is under 70, you're not going to be able to even own that vehicle or any other vehicle anymore. So what you have to do is once you hit 70 is you call this newly devised government agency and they'll come and they'll get your car and they'll have it melted down into clothes hangers. Oh, and, and by the way, you can't give it to one of your kids or sell it. It has to be turned into the government. Now, does that sound ridiculous? Well, that's the type of thing he supports. You know, look at New York. Look at New Jersey, D.C., Chicago, San Francisco. In some of those uh, cities and in those states that they're in, if you owned a firearm and you had a permit for it and you had it legally and you died, your spouse doesn't have the right to keep it or to sell it or to give it to one of your kids. It's supposed to be turned into the government. Recently, I got an email from the NRA, and in the email, they put out a release that quoted Obama as telling his uh, followers, or minions, as I like to call them, what he said was, and this was the quote, I need you to go out and talk to your friends and talk to your neighbors. I want you to talk to them, whether they are independent or whether they are Republican. I want you to argue with them and get in their face. And then he further he went on to say, if they, and if they tell you that, well, we're not sure where he stands on guns, I want you to say he believes in the Second Amendment. Now, now that is just a lie. You know, I would have at least some respect for him if he would come out and say, I feel that guns are evil and I will do everything I can to eliminate them forever from the face of the earth. But he's not doing that, is he? He's saying he supports Second Amendment rights. So I think there's no doubt about what Obama's pick of Joe Biden means for the future of, of the Second Amendment and for gun culture. And you know, another thing in that statement, you can see more of his arrogance because he doesn't say that you need to speak to any Democrats. Because he, you know, of course, in his infinite wisdom, he knows that all Democrats will blindly vote for him. So he's even selling his members of his own party short. Because you, you know there's a lot of Democrats out there who own guns and they don't want to have them melted down into coat hangers. They don't want to have to give them up. They don't want to have to register them. 
So, well, enough of that for now. Let's let's look a little bit at McCain. Now, what does his pick of, of Palin do for him? Now, what I saw happen when he, when he picked her was a uh, revitalization for McCain. Uh, what she did for him was to bring in several different types of people who may have been on the fence with him. Uh, she brought in conservatives, women, and gun owners. And, and she really gave him just a massive boost. Uh, there were lots of people who said that, you know, they would go to the polls and they would vote for McCain, but they're going to only do it because there weren't such a, a, a rabid supporter of McCain and thought he was great, but because he was somewhat better than Obama. So what Palin has done is she's brought in a uh, palatability to the Republican ticket. Uh, and now another added bonus is that it's hard for the Democrats and liberals to attack her. And mainly it's because she is what they have at least said that they have always wanted. They've always said that we want strong women candidates you know, running for office, running for this, running for that. Now, of course, her, but she fails in their eyes uh, because she's conservative and not a liberal. Had, had she been a liberal, boy, they'd be singing her praises like, like nothing. Now, when it was first announced that she was the pick, a criticism that they made was that she had kids and how could she be a vice president and possibly the president? Shouldn't she be focusing on her family? Which, when you think about it, is a very sexist remark because Obama has kids. So shouldn't then, if everything is equal like they say it should be, shouldn't he be worried about raising his family and his kids? Uh, also, I, you know, some of the attacks that they do on her, or some of the comments are, you can tell they're not too well thought out. In, in a speech that Palin had made, she said something uh, to the effect of, when she made a little joke, she said, what's the difference between a pit bull and a hockey mom? And, the punchline was lipstick. So later in a speech that Obama made, he said, you know, you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig. So, you know, in essence, he's calling her a pig, which, which leads me to believe that that was kind of an off-the-cuff remark that, that he made. Uh, I, I don't think his political handlers and people would have said, you know, that's, that's a good thing to say. They would have said, well, maybe we can rephrase that a little bit. Also, I, there was a, a, uh, a, I think a Democratic senator from Tennessee, I believe, that made some rather odd comparisons. And what he said was that, he said that Jesus was a community organizer, and so was Obama. That Obama was also a community organizer. And he said that Pontius Pilate was a governor. And he kind of left it at that. So basically what he's saying is, you know, Obama is Jesus. And that, that's good. That equals good. And Palin, who is a governor, is Pilate. Pontius Pilate, which is evil. So, you know, they make fun of the fact that she was a beauty pageant contestant. They make fun of her for having guns and for hunting. Uh, but if, if you really look at what they're making fun of, they're making fun of her primarily because she's a woman. Um, 
you know, they, they, they say things like, well, you know, if she had respect for herself as a woman, then she wouldn't have degraded herself by being in a beauty contest or a beauty pageant. Um, if you're a woman and you like to shoot or hunt, then there's something, something's kind of wrong with you. Uh, so the other side wants to define how, you know, she should be as a woman. But if someone had done that or made those uh, criticisms to Hillary, uh, then it would have been, something, their response would have been like, how dare you? You know, she can be what she wants to be and, and it's not for others to judge her or make those choices. Um, so again, if, you know, we can look at that. Those criticisms really wouldn't have been leveled at a man. If you look at Schwarzenegger, you know, he was a bodybuilder and he held the title of, of uh, Mr. Universe multiple times. And you could make the argument that, you know, the, the bodybuilding stuff is basically, it's a male beauty pageant. Because you're looking at sort of like the ultimate male form. Uh, but people didn't degrade him for that. Most people viewed and saw that as a, as a big accomplishment for him to be able to go on and win those contests. Uh, and then if, if we look at the gun issue, you know, even somebody like John Kerry wanted photos and pictures of him hunting. You know, they wanted pictures of him out with a gun. But of course, because if she, if the picture of her holding a gun, well, then there's something wrong with that. But again, if it's a man, uh, you know, if it was John Kerry, and he's out in a field with a shotgun, that's somehow okay. So moving on. Now, I don't agree with everything that the Republican Party stands for and everything that they believe in. But for me, they're the, the best choice that I have in order to keep and maintain my Second Amendment rights. And when we start to think about that, what we see is that it also speaks to a bigger picture when it comes to government in general. And I've said this before, and I'll probably always, over, over the course of time, I'll always kind of come back to this thing. Because we as a culture, we need to make sure that every elected official that we can vote for and put into office is pro-Second Amendment. Because if we have that base or that, that foundation, what we'll do is, is we'll have such strong support that a lot of future things won't happen, future negative things to our culture. You know, if you look at what Obama has, has often said when questioned about guns and gun rights, Second Amendment rights, he says things like, I don't want to take away your guns. But then it's always kind of followed up usually with, besides, I, or sometimes he says we, don't have the votes to do so yet. And that's the key word, yet. And you need to repeat that phrase that he said in your head about ten times. Repeat, I don't have the votes to do so yet. And you'll see how chilling that is. If we want to keep people like Obama in check, we need to make sure that they never have the votes that will allow them to take our, our rights away and our freedoms in the first place. 
Because believe me, if we don't watch out and be vigilant, we'll give them our rights and the rights of our children. And it'll be wrapped up in a big box with a shiny bow on top. They won't have to take them from us. So I think I'll go ahead and start to wrap up now. In conclusion, uh, I do think that Palin gives McCain uh, a much better chance to take the presidency. But remember, we have to all get out there. We have to all vote. We can't believe the hype. We can't uh, give in to apathy. We can't say, well, you know what, I don't agree with McCain on immigration or abortion or drug control or education, blah, blah, blah. What we know is is that if he doesn't get in, we're going to have the worst possible people in office in Obama and Biden as far as the Second Amendment is concerned. They will destroy it. They'll do everything that they can to probably even get it removed or stricken from the Constitution in the first place. And that's something that we cannot allow to happen. So get out there. If you're not registered to vote, get registered. Make sure that you're going to vote. Make sure that your voice is heard. Stand up and be counted. Well, I wanted to give a, a quick shout-out to all my buddies over there at the Gun Rights Radio Network. If you want to listen to some really good shows and a lot of different views, uh, go ahead and head over to Gun Rights Radio, and you'll be able to link up to lots and lots of good podcasts. Also, if you're a listener, don't forget that the there's the uh, I think the Gun Review podcast, and again, you can find the links to that and everything over at the uh, Gun Rights Radio Network. Uh, but that's if you've got a uh, you know, a gun that you like to shoot or an old shotgun. Again, it doesn't have to be like a gunsmith describing every little single thing about it. If you want to do a review, it can be five minutes. It can be uh, 30 minutes. But just talk about, you know, things that you you like about the guns. I know that Mark has given some guidelines and things over there. But again, if you just sort of wanted to, to say, well, these are the things that I like about the gun. This is how long I've had it or uh, this is what I wish was a little bit different about it, uh, those type of things. Or if you've got, uh, you know, even a story from your, this is the gun that you got from your grandfather. Tell a story about, you know, where it came from. Give a little history about that. You know, we in the gun culture, we like to hear those type of stories. Uh, so again, uh, go over there to the Gun Rights Radio Network. Uh, check out the links for that podcast. You know, also, if you had questions about, you know, well, what should I talk about or what's kind of the form or the format that I want to do, you can always get in contact with Mark or uh, you could even probably shoot Eric an email. He does reviews on and does things about handguns and, and stuff all the time. That's what his whole podcast is about. He could probably give you some good pointers. Um, if you wanted to, again, you could even contact me. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, give me some feedback or uh, just a quick uh, drop me a line to say hello. You can email me directly at firearmscafe at gmail.com or you can go over to the forums, uh, sign up there, and uh, leave me some feedback on uh, my little section of the forums there. Okay, so I'll go ahead and wrap it up. As always, stay safe, stay informed, 
and we'll save a spot for you at our table at the Firearms Cafe. So long. This show is part of the Gun Rights Radio Network. Podcasting freedom. GunRightsRadio.com